Athlone is at the centre of Ireland in every respect. It's part of the heart of Ireland. In fact, a little bit out the road at Hudson Bay, there's a rock in the middle of the lake. They're not at the lake. And it's supposedly the geographic centre of Ireland. Hudson's Pillar. Hudson's Pillar. And um, I'm at a crossing point that is very historic on the Shannon River, which is midway roughly between Dublin and Galway. And I have Carmel Duffy here. And Carmel is at the Athlone Castle, which as I say, it goes back hundreds of years. First of all, welcome, Carmel. Thank you, Austin, and thanks for having me. Oh, Hello to your listeners. Pleasure, pleasure. Look, this castle here, we are, so it's historically, how many hundreds of years old are we looking at? Well, it's over 800 years of right. age. Um, initially, with Athlone Castle, there was a castle, a, a timber castle, which dates back to the 12th century. But... It has not been determined yet if the castle was actually built on the site of this stone castle which was built by the Normans. Um, so you will see some reference to a 12th century castle which was a timber castle. Right. But because we can't definitively say it was built on this site, now all indications are that it was actually built on this site. And even, um, I suppose, you know, common sense would prevail that it would have been, but we can't assume that it was. Right. So the, the stone castle was built uh, during uh, Norman um, occupied uh, times here in Ireland. So this current uh, castle is a 13th century castle and that was built in 1210. So built in 1210? Yes. Strategically, of course, as I say, it was yes. a, a, a pivotal crossing point Absolutely. on the ship. Absolutely, yes. We, we like to say when we're condensing what the story of Athlone Castle is all about, we, the one word, uh, I'm in favour of kind of one or two words kind of paraphrasing what your story is all about. And we say really our story is all about defence. Mm -hmm. And the castle was built as a fortification. And it was, as you have rightly indicated, of huge and enormous strategic importance throughout the centuries here in Athlone, whether that be uh, by the uh, high families in Ireland, such as the O'Connors, who were the family who initially built the timber castle in Athlone, mm -hmm. and indeed were the family, family that first erected a bridge going from east to west or west to east, right here on, on the shores of um, the River Shannon. But right throughout the centuries, because of where it was, and because Athlone is on an Escorida, which is, as you know, a natural occurrence, a natural geographic occurrence going from east to west mm -hmm. in Ireland, which really, in, in all reality, were hills and troughs. Well, my and recollection was built on one of yeah. Those. My recollection of the Escorida was that when the ice age was, the ice was receding. Yes. That it was kind of the the it left the, this it was the sand wash. Yes. That exactly. would have been as the as the um, uh, the ice receded, and you had this sand dune, linear sand Absolutely. dune, running from east yes. to west. You put it. Brilliantly, that's exactly what it was. And Athlone, and just literally opposite where you and I are sitting here in this office here in Athlone Castle, uh, just behind us 
there is and was an Escorilla. Mm -hmm. And back in the time, I'm kind of hopping and trotting now, sorry, I'm, I'm all over the centuries. Um, but dating right back to earliest times and records in Athlone, uh, there was a ford, and the ford was actually on the Escorilla. And that's where people were brought across the Shannon, because obviously, you know, it was the lowest crossing point, and mm -hmm. that's normally where fords would be located on and, rivers. And again, Geographically, you're saying that was at what point relative to here? Literally just behind us. Okay. Um, which is just south of the current bridge right. of Athlone. And that would be where, and I'm sure you'll tell your listeners all about the story of Loon and the Ford. Well, you'll tell them. Um, well, I'm sure you might, you might be interested in visiting uh, Sean's Bar, which is the oldest pub yes, in I Ireland. Yeah. And he had, that's, that's how that sprung up. Right. Uh, because it was here at the Ford, um, Lewin's Ford, and I suppose a tavern um, basically sprung from that where people would gather and right. maybe have a sociable drink or two. And they're actually on the Guinness uh, Book of Records as being the oldest pub in Ireland, and that dates back to the early 1900, 1900 AD. Sorry. Okay. Um, but the castle is slightly older. Our earliest stone records for the castle, it was built in 1210. So you're um, saying that the Normans built this? Yes. Now, we all associate the southeast with the Normans. Yes. But <coughs> there was not that much, I suppose, um, expansion of our awareness how far they spread, and certainly that uh, they were coming to this point. But I think the other strategic thing to identify relative to that is that while we are on the banks of the Shannon, mm -hmm. the Shannon is literally what separates the east from the west of Ireland. Absolutely, and that's another reason why Athlone and Athlone Castle was so strategically important, because it was one of the few crossing points on the River Shannon. So whomever was occupying the land, whether it be a High King of Ireland or you know, a Norman king or at some point as well, the Vikings obviously had a uh, huge uh, importance in Ireland mm -hmm. and many Viking battles were actually played out here north of where we are in Athlone Castle is on Loch Ree. Um But getting back to your question, um, in, in Ireland, um, Athlone as it was, was really if any any uh, power that was reigning at a particular time over the centuries, you know, Athlone was always deemed as one of the crossing points on the Shannon. Right. So therefore, if you wanted access to the West and you wanted to control the whole country, right. you needed to cross Athlone and you needed to, um, I suppose, gain access to the west side of Athlone and whatever the powers that be were in situ at the time would have defended strongly and that's one of the highlights of our stories here because the story we tell at Athlone Castle is not just about the castle itself but we also delve into the history of Athlone we bring in the River Shannon we bring in we go back really as far as early settlement in Ireland and around this uh, area here mm -hmm. in Athlone and obviously you know just south south of Athlone and north of Athlone because the islands of Loch Ree were also very significant at certain times. We had the monks who sailed down and St. Kieran was one of those right. and he sailed down the Shannon from Loch Ree and the islands of Loch, 
re to to found this monastic settlement at Clonmacnoise, mm -hmm. which went on to be one of the largest monastic sites worldwide uh, and was of huge uh, significance. And of course, and it's, cited as it's cited on a bend on the river. Exactly. Again, strategically, so that exactly. they were able to protect themselves exactly. in the event of anything coming in. Exactly, and they were plundered, mm -hmm. you know, by the Vikings, as were, you know, strongholds here in Athlone, um, and then obviously, you know, by other, um, I suppose, um, occupants mm -hmm. um, throughout the centuries. But Athlone Castle, not only do we tell that story, but then we go on to tell the kind of, I suppose, you know, the the significance of the various. Uh, Irish families such as the O'Connors um, in terms of building the first timber castle, building the bridge here in Athlone and the power struggles that went on uh, with them and other families in the country. But then we go on to tell the story of when the first the stone castle was built um, and we lead up then to the great siege of Athlone and we, were we, we had two sieges. Mm -hmm. We had uh, the siege of 1690 mm -hmm. after the Battle of the Boyne. They to Athlone but we managed to hold them off right. and they retreated but they came back and I don't want to go into the huge detail of the story because yeah. I prefer one of my colleagues to yeah, tell yeah. you that yeah. um, and he'll tell you that in great detail but needless to say they came back and they took us the second time in right. June of uh, 1691 and then they went on to take Ockram and then eventually ended up to take um, King John's castle down in Limerick. Right. Um, and the reason, again, that Athlone was so important was because by taking Athlone, it gave them access to the west, okay. and they were able then to go on and take Ockram and Limerick. So our story in Athlone Castle is part of a European story, mm -hmm. and it's part of this struggle between two kings. And it's very interesting to think, you know, here we are in Athlone and we're telling the story of Athlone Castle, but this was actually part of such a bigger and broader picture, a picture of power, a picture of uh, a battle um, of religion mm -hmm. and a battle of survival and obviously of territories as well. So, you know, we like to think that we're part of this bigger Picture, Your European you know. story in many yes, ways. and that's why now when our European visitors come here and they're amazed when they think of a battle in Athlone in the centre of Ireland, they think, oh, it was Ireland versus England, mm -hmm. and then they see all the nationalities of the soldiers who fought here. Um, you know, they were they were obviously they were British and Irish, but they came from France, they came from Holland, they came from Denmark, they came from uh, Germany. So they came all from all over Europe, right. and a lot of the soldiers were aristocratic soldiers. So they were fighting for uh, name and title and deed, right. and to right. hold on to the land that they owned because they were being promised by whomever, whichever king they were fighting for. Right. You know, this is what you were going to get. Right. In return, you know. Well, going back to the castle itself, given when mm. it was built, <coughs> um, it's in remarkable condition. It is. And I would accept some portions of it have had to be restored, but yes. some of it are the original. That's right, that's correct. So if you look at um, actually uh, the curtain that we are facing now, mm -hmm. which looks down onto St. Peter's Square here right. in Athlone, that is the original curtain of the castle. And there are some other original elements, but that outer curtain wall of the castle is the original count 
curtain wall of the castle, which is incredible. Um, we do have, and um, I'd love to gift you a copy of a guidebook that was published by Dr. Uh, Rory Sherlock only actually at the end of last year. Okay. And there's some gorgeous illustrations of what the original castle may have looked like based on obviously um, historical evidence. Right. Um, and um, it was very interesting when you look at the artist's impression of how the castle overlooked the Shannon but also fell out. It's very contained at the mm -hmm. moment, mm -hmm. but the castle in its original interpretation fell, overflowed, so to speak, onto St. Peter's Square and down through to uh, the banks of the Shannon here at the bridge and even the site of where the Lewin Gallery is now. Okay, okay. So it's quite interesting if we had the guidebook in front yeah, of us yeah. and we had thought of that, yeah. we could go into it. But one, one of my yeah. colleagues will do that with you. So then the other aspect of the castle, as you say, it's very much self-contained because there were living quarters. It was, That's right. It, it, it was uh, where when people were here protecting, yes. they were literally... Um, living here. It yes. was a fortress in every respect of the world. And in that sense, it's a, a picture into history in what was fortifications at that time. I, it's incredible. Like we, uh, we even have people uh, because not only obviously the Norman um, inhabitants, but when um, Ireland moved on to become a free state, uh, we have a strong association here with Custom Barracks in mm -hmm. Athlone, uh, which is um, an act of um, army barracks, um, and. Um, uh, people actually, officers lived here in the castle, officers and their families, up to the early 1970s. Okay. And uh, we actually have people who come into us on a regular basis and tell us that they grew up here. And we've um, actually some podcasts ourselves right. and some interviews that we've done with people who have lived here. And it's so interesting to hear of their stories. There's one lady in particular who pops in and out and you've seen the ramp coming yes. up to the castle. It's quite steep yeah. and it's cobbled. Um, and she learned how to drive in a mini going up and down that ramp. <laughs> when she lived here. So that's something now for the listeners that, to take note indeed, That was yeah. obviously before, before the driving test. <laughs> yeah. You passed the driving test. At after the moment, we, we can't take any, any vehicle. Yeah, yeah. No vehicle comes up and down the yeah. ramp because the castle is a protected structure. Yes. It's a national monument. Yeah. Um, the castle was redeveloped. It's, it's owned by the minister um, and it's leased through the Office of Public Works to Westmeath County Council right. um, and Westmeath County Council in association with some grant aid it received from Falja Ireland redeveloped the castle it was closed in 2010 and it was redeveloped and it uh, only recently reopened it okay. reopened as a visitor centre and a museum in November 2012 okay. um, so the company that now operates Athlone Castle on behalf of Westmeath County Council is called Athlone Arts and uh, Tourism okay. and I manage that company for Westmeath County Council but not only do we operate Athlone Castle but we also operate and manage uh, the Municipal Gallery here in Athlone okay. which is based in a building literally just three minutes walk here 
from Athlone Castle and that also is based on the banks of the River Shannon here on, on the west banks yeah, of the River that Shannon. The library. That's right. It was formerly known as the Father Matthew Hall yes. and it served many functions. The last function being as a library. I was a member myself <laughs> as, as a child growing right. up. But it also was a concert hall initially. It was set up as a temperance hall and built by the owners of the Woolen Mills factory right. which <laughs> was based opposite us here where uh, the Radisson Hotel is here today Um, but actually John Count McCormack sang there um, in the early 1900s and he met his wife Lily um, at that concert so that's kind of like our little story in in the gallery but we also manage uh, four artist studios and a community space in uh, Abbey Road um, and that was formerly known as uh, the workhouse here in Athlone. Okay. So you'll be familiar with that. That's so there's a lot yeah. of, we have a broad scope, right. but Athlone Castle, obviously, um, and Loon Gallery would be the two main facilities. And right. they're, obviously, as you, as you would expect, key visitor attractions Very much so. here Very in much Athlone. So. Yeah. Um, and since we opened, the castle, as I said, reopened in November 2012. And the first year of operation, um, so the first full year of operation in 2013, uh, we had, uh, I think it was 18,755 visitors. Um, And last year then, we had just under 26,000. And this year, up to the end of uh, July of this year, we had just over 19,000. So we're well on the way uh, to reaching our projected figures of over 28,000 right. this year. So it's increasing every Indeed. year, you Indeed. know. So we're growing in popularity yeah. and yeah. definitely going in the right direction. Indeed. Um, and I think Athlone is going in popularity as a tourism destination as well. Well, yeah, um, between that has a lot to offer with the Shannon and, and so many yeah. other attractions. Now, I mentioned earlier on about the condition of the building and how, yes. how it was built. So, you know, the... The stone itself mm. probably is at Banlaslow Granite? Uh, yeah, it's a local stone, it's granite yeah. stone. Yes. Yeah. And again, the mortar in the, the, what you mentioned, the apron out there, that's somewhat original because you, you can't. The really lime go, mortar. Yeah, you yes. can't go back in and change all that. No, absolutely not. I mean, if we need to do any repair work, we have to get ministerial permission to do that. Right. Any remedial works to the castle, any intervention works. So when the castle was being redeveloped, you know, a thorough, comprehensive uh, application would have been submitted to the minister uh, for his agreement to proceed with those works. But that protects the structure of Of the castle. Of course, of course. You know, so you can't just go willy-nilly, oh, let's put a sign up here, or let's do this. You have to consider carefully, um, and part of our remit is to conserve you know, the nature of the castle. And obviously, we want the castle to survive for many, many more centuries. So therefore, you know, all due consideration has to be given to any works. So Carmel, in its heyday, Mm. how many officers and men and families may have been here? Uh, There weren't that many. Uh, because it, it is a small site. 
Right. You know, um, you would look at probably up to 10 officers' families at any given time here. Right. Um, the castle is, Athlone Castle is a small site, okay. you know, but it, it would have been used primarily for defence. Right, and, 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 and of course, because of it. Rather than housing people. Right, but, but even from a defence perspective, like yes. you, you need a, a, an adequate number of people mm. to man the battlements, literally. Mm. Mm. Um, and while it is very strategic, uh, the ability to uh, protect was obviously being achieved with a very low manpower. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you wouldn't have had more than a thousand men at any stage really here right. at a given time. And then to be besieged by over 20,000, you know, during the siege of Athlone. Um, so, you know, you are looking at small numbers really. Now, when you say you would have had a thousand, because Athlone is the way that it is with the river dividing the mm. east and the west, um, there would have been a bridge. Oh, absolutely. And yes. would that have been uh, a structure uh, that was permanent or was it in any way a drawbridge? Oh, no, it would have been a timber bridge, you know, back during yes. the times of the siege. And it was only after the Shannon Navigation Works, um, you know, were completed. Right. That but I'm more thinking in terms of from a, a defence perspective. Ah, well, um, I let my historian okay, colleagues talk, talk to you about that. that. Beca yeah, because, again, sure, while, yeah. you know, if you're here trying to defend and you have your troops yes. outside the walls. Well, you learn from the story in Athlone that that was part of our defence and in 1690 when they had to retreat part of the strategy that time was to break down the bridge right. basically right. so we defended the town by doing that yeah yeah you know um, the, you mentioned how you need ministerial approval now yeah. to do any, and your minister is now local <laughs> yes, our junior minister. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. So, uh, well, at the moment, we're, we don't envisage any works at the no, moment. No. But it is great to have a junior minister. You know, that's representing the county and, and, and the neighbourhood. And really county. understands that. The Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. The significance, particularly in terms of of the river, you know, yeah. and all that entails. Um, but he's hugely supportive of all the work that we do right. here. Uh, so, Carmel, if anyone comes here, like, uh, is it 12 months of the year? Yes, we're open. It's an all-year-round facility. Yeah. So this time of the year, from June to August, we're open seven days a week. And then um, from September and October, we open uh, six days a week. And then we open five days a week just in December and right. January. Um, but basically, if a group requests a visit and we're closed, you know, we will yeah. accommodate them and facilitate yeah. them and we only actually close the facility for one week over the Christmas period okay. so you know staff and for remedial works then that might need to be done as right. well um, so yeah we do operate all year round and as I say our visitor numbers are increasing year yeah. on year and with the growth I suppose that's in tandem with the growth of visitor numbers to Athlone in general and you know if you look at the infrastructure of Athlone um, over the last 10 to 15 years you know there's been a huge investment I mean we have nine hotels now mm -hmm. we have several passenger boat companies we have an amazing um, outdoor adventure park and boat centre in Athlone in Bay Sports which, which is just north of the Shannon right. um, I think it's over nine golf courses we have in the Midland area right. there's three in the immediate Athlone area right. um, and there's any amount of restaurants I mean we're like we're like an inland can sail I think and we of course, there's such a, I, I heard that there's a move afoot to turn it, is it Athlone into a city? 
That's right. Yeah. So mm. as the population increases yeah. and more, you know, um, more. Uh, more development um, in infrastructure. I mean, one of the um, one of the areas that we have to look at is um, an airport facility. There you go, um, and uh, population size as well. You know, but there are there are moves with the spatial strategy as well to right. to um, uh, to have Athlone recognised as a city. Mm. I think we're well on the way there. You know. So I think, Carmen, maybe I should go for a little bit of a walk around. Well, we'd be delighted to show and, you and uh, share with the listeners what they're going to see if they do uh, come in and um, sharing this fantastic facility in the history. And you can't but be impressed as they come in here. You can't. You said this couldn't be as old as it is. Well, I suppose because of the redevelopment, you know, well, just the so condition much the it's in. Yeah, it's 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 a solid structure. And it, it is. It's yeah. beyond. It's very impressive. It is impressive. Is, yeah. it is impressive. Very proud, you know, as an, all the staff who work here, are very proud. Most of the staff um, are originally from Athlone okay. or the Midlands area, and every single one of the staff are just hugely proud to work here right. you know it's it's great to see such a fine facility but to know that it's an authentic yes. and it's a genuine structure yeah. kind of just I don't know it kind of it just gives you that edge really doesn't it we didn't cover it maybe one of your team will tell me but when you talk in terms of the Normans mm. the natural implication of that is that names permeate an area afterwards yeah. um, and I'm sure there are quite a few Norman names there are yes. Am I going to hear about you? Will them? yeah, you will indeed. <laughs> and maybe I should just give you an overview as well for your for your listeners, Austin. Um, in Athlone Castle, uh, the facilities that we have. So, the visitor centre, mm-hmm. the visitor centre and museum, and that houses eight gallery spaces. Okay. We also have an open courtyard, which at the moment is free access for the public. Right. Um, the paid admission area is in the visitor centre with right. the eight gallery spaces. We also have a seasonal tourist information office here, which opens in um, Easter of each year and runs through until roughly about October, early October. Right. Um, we have a small cafe area in the castle um, which can seat up to 16 persons okay. um, we also have a small merchandise area and we have some lovely little gifts um, mm. with the Athlone Castle logo on them during the summer we have an outdoor chess uh, set which is really popular lots of people enjoy yeah. hours on end yeah. playing it so hopefully you'll get to see that yeah. um, and then we have some picnic benches people are welcome to come in and have picnics with their families uh, we have some nice cut out boards here so you can pretend you're a knight and stick, um, your, head stick your head through it yeah. and we have some stocks as well and they're very popular as well yeah. and I think indoor and this is open all year round we have different dress up areas okay. there's lots of games our story i suppose when people sometimes people um when they think of a castle they think of a fairy tale castle ours is a fortification right. um and our visitor center is in the most modern structure here in the castle grounds so um, our visitor centre is a mixture of authentic artefacts okay. which were found in and around the Athlone area um, and all of whom were um, donated to us by the old Athlone Society here right. in Athlone. Mm. Um, but 
Our visitor centre then is a mixture of storyboards, interactive elements, games, film, and we also give out audio headsets in eight different languages okay. to facilitate our European uh, visitors. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of presented in a very modern um, environment um, right. whilst we're telling a very old story, right. you know. Right. So it's a mixture of both. Um. So we'll move on. We'll okay, take a break. Perfect. Might play a little. Uh, isn't there a nice piece of music there called the Bridge of Athlone? That's correct. Yeah. And um, we might share the Bridge of Athlone as we move on. You might sing it yourself. Oh no, we won't do that. You l- your, your listeners might like to some listen to uh, listen to some music um, of John Count McCormick. As indeed, well. and yeah. Brendan shines out the road too. He is indeed. Yes.